Producer Lex, we're back. What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, we, we're having some computer technical difficulties yeah, here. Yeah, this is our third try. Off. Yeah, no, it's working good now because it's all picking up our wave. That's what we're talking about. Stuff. User error or just the computer being a dick? I think my computer's being an asshole. Yeah, let's blame it on that. So we're back. Another Tuesday, YouTube Tuesday, hashtag, hashtag bonus ep- episode. I tried to set up another concert, concert series, yeah. stories series today. <clears throat> But people get really nervous telling their stories online, especially when you're like, okay, tell your story right now. Yeah. They're like, like, I'm recording it. Maybe Friday (laughs) or whatever. So we didn't really get that going. So we'll just jump right into another bonus YouTube Tuesday. Hopefully everyone's enjoying it. I like the interview session on the last one. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Actually, pretty informative. Some cool stuff. And it's, you know, quick little 30 minute episode. I still laughed at the Doc Ellis one. Yeah. Even listening (laughs) back again, it's funny. You can hear us laughing in the background too pretty funny so let's um jump into this thing uh first song out the gate of course we go through my youtube history and yep. pick out some shit that i've been listening to over the last week and uh we play it for you and hopefully you enjoy it um this first jam it's it says old school on it 1990 is officially old school now uh, how many years ago was that fuck 20 years 23 yeah 23 years ago it's going to be 24. Aye, aye, aye. So, uh, I remember this song used to always play at like the roller rink. Did you ever go roller skating when you were a oh, teenager? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That was Were you here in shit. San Diego? No, no. I was up in North North California. Yeah, we had um, Roller Skate Land, which was in Santee. And then there was um, Aquarius, which was in La Mesa, El Cajon, La Mesa. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good times there. <clears throat> and I'm sure people from around the way here. Uh, I remember I, I bought... Remember. Uh, when I first got the inline skates, I thought I was so badass going oh, into yeah. the roller rink. It's like, because everybody's skating on quads. I'm like, look uh-huh. at me. I'm fucking cool as shit. I was a four wheel guy. <laughs> Do you remember the dudes that used to put, like, I don't know if they did this where you hung out, but they would put the, um, like, rabbit fur on the inside of the tongue of, like, four skates? Uh-huh. You know, before inline skating got any popularity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking like about. Like, the hipster kids at the roller rink, like the yeah. cool kids that had all the cool gear, they would line the tongue of the roller skate. With like rabbit fur, and then you know they wouldn't tie it, lace it all the way up the boot. They would like fold it over so you could see the rabbit fur. Oh god, very pimp like. Yeah, no, uh, get the ones that were would put like that, uh, like that pantyhose stuff over knee over uh-huh, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. not the tongue one, but it was all about like hiding your yeah your hiding laces. the skate. Yeah, totally. So let's jump right into this one. It's a uh, LL Cool J around the way girl.
why I had to dedicate at least one rhyme to all the cuties in the neighborhood. Cause if I didn't tell you, then another brother would. You're sweet like sugar with your gangster talk. Wanna eat you like a cookie when I see you walk with your rayon silk. Or maybe even denim. It really doesn't matter as long as you're in them. You can break cards and manipulate minds or surrender. Act tender, be gentle and kind. You always know what to say and do. Co flip when you think your man is playing you. Not cheap or petty, you're ready for loving. You're real independent, so your parents be bugging. But if you ever need a place to stay, come around my way. Ladies love Cool J. Yeah. Wait, Cool Cool James? Is that what it's fucking I don't, I don't Ladies know. love Cool James? Is that his actual name? Yeah, I think so. James. I think that's what it is. I know it's Ladies Love Cool. I don't think oh. it's John. Cool John. Cool, cool. Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's named Jenkins. But who knows? Maybe you're right. I think I'm going I'm to cut out one of these videos because we're a little bit short on time. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to cut the... We're going to listen to the Bob Ross versus Pablo Picasso. Actually, it's only two minutes. Maybe we're good on time. Yeah. Letting the commercial play out right now. I mean, two minutes. I think we could do two minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> Geico fucking commercials. Dude, God I hate it. commercials, man. I, I like the whole six-second ones or the ones that you can skip in six seconds. Mm-hmm. But when they're like, oh, you have to be here for 15 seconds, that's what pisses me off. Yeah, where you're stuck. Yeah, All right, so this is a, a sort of skit thing that somebody made that's been going around. It's on the Facebooks recently. It's um, Bob Ross versus Pablo Picasso Epic Rap Battles of History, Season 3. And uh, you sent this to me a couple mornings ago, 
and then I saw all the art hipsters posting it afterwards. So <laughs> you're becoming an art hipster, in case you didn't know. So let's just jump right into this since we're short on time. This is uh, Bob Ross versus Pablo Picasso in a rap battle, which is kind of funny because it mentions some of the stuff that we've talked about yeah, on, yeah. Like on the Adam Hunter Caldwell episode. Yeah. We talked about Bob Ross jacking his teacher's shit. <laughs> they mentioned that a little bit in here, so we'll play this. I am the greatest, the modern of Muhammad Ali. I mount faces, call me MC Dali. Your whole body athletic is a fluffy mountain of crap. You're the BBS version of Nickelback. But I think you must be a genius, cause with zero training, you made millions teaching people how to suck at painting. But don't you go back home and beat your brush, you child? I could make better art with my wiener. I'm so glad you could join me today So I could teach you how to feel some joy when you paint You're a moody little genius, always so serious I know, you must be on your blue period Your work is melancholy, I'm painting happy little trees Call me Jackson Pollock, because I splatter MC With the voice of Sue's, so let's do this I twist it up like you're a Rubik's Cubist Don't you sell word like you know what it is You painted 30,000 pictures of bushes and sticks Don't your audience know that you stole your whole show? You just ripped off your teacher and added an afro My name is Pablo Diego, Jose Francisco de Paula Nepomuceno Maria de los Remedios Cipriano De la Santísima Trinidad Ruiz y Picasso Two, Joe, Bob. Well, Bob is dropping bombs like this is Guernica. Served 20 years. Air Force. United States of America. My technique will make your mistress weak. Put her to sleep, elbow drop a drink. I go deep and I keep it mellow like some cadmium yellow. I'm a bright like titanium white kind of fella. Don't believe in mistakes unless you step to me. Yo, Pablo, you just got your happy little ass beat. Who won? Who's there? You got so the the audience decides i wonder who i wonder who won did we there's a lot of people who are saying that picasso's winning just because they don't really know who bob ross is that's some bullshit yeah because i don't know who bob ross i was i was uh when i listened to when i first uh saw it and bob ross was mentioning his technique i was like fuck he just fucked him up i kind of like the bob ross part because the uh it sounds like somebody faking the heavy spanish accent yeah so it kind of takes away from from his stuff a little bit that's funny i like the part about him saying that he's painted thirty thousand bushes and sticks yeah i think that might have won the battle they really did some uh some uh research for that saying he was on his period too was kind of funny so, so that's the Bob Ross versus Pablo Picasso. And of course, that's all like acted out as well. It's not yeah. just the sound. There's uh, two actors that play it out. Pretty funny. Um, we just got through with UFC 167. Yeah, yeah. And there was some serious controversy about uh, the, the decision, decision with GSP and Johnny Hendricks. So this is a quick video clip, uh, UFC 167 video. Dana White bashes the NCAC, which is the um, Nevada State Athletic Commission, uh, following the GSP fight. So this is a quick little one-minute thing about what he said after the fight. Let's see. There might be a, like a ka-chong from the MMAweekly.com page. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There it is. Had to drop something on it. It's whoever inflicts the most damage. You get hurt, you get wobbled, you get dropped. I... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away that George St. Pierre won that fight. And listen, I'm a promoter. 
he's the biggest pay-per-view star on, on the fucking planet for me, and I still don't think he won that fight. I want what's fair, and that, that wasn't fair. I think the Nevada State Athletic Commission is atrocious. I think the governor needs to step in immediately before these guys destroy this sport like they did boxing. Who has the next question? Specifically to Nevada. The alternatives are that the, that the governor needs to step in and fix the incompetence that is happening in the state of Nevada that used to be the best commission in the world. It's absolute 100% incompetence. And it needs to stop. It needs to end. I'm fucking scared to come back here and do fights. I'm afraid of this state. You know, and it's not about what's, what's uh, you know, and, and I guarantee if you did a poll, I mean, not many people think George St. Pierre won that fight. I, I haven't talked to anybody except Dave Meltzer and the other gentleman here who outside of here thinks that George St. Pierre won that fight. So, what do you think? Do you think GSP won that fight? Um, I would say I took into consideration the way the judges were going to score the match, and so I gave it to GSP based on that. The ten nine system. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what it comes down to: is the ten nine system not being an accurate but portrayal then, of what happens. But in the also, fight. is that the second round? Like I gave the first round to to uh, Hendricks, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. I seriously do not know why the judges gave that first round to GSP. Uh, you know why? Because of incompetence, like like Dana yeah. White said. So they saw him try to lock in that guillotine, yeah, which I believe was in the first round. Yeah, yeah. And for anyone who's never been in a guillotine, you have no idea what's happening there. So, like, there was a point that it looked like his head was trapped in a guillotine, but really it wasn't. And you could see where his hand was keeping hip pressure away from him so that he couldn't lock in. Yeah, yeah. And if you look, you see GSP's other hand isn't clasped in to to secure the lock. So I think it was that. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Like, sometimes it seems like the last 30 seconds of a round makes some of the judges forget what's happened that's true in other parts of the round and the second round is really iffy with me i don't know how to score that if i can give that to gsp or hendrix because hendrix did stumble him but gsp did come back strong yeah Yeah, it's hard to say there's no taking it back so it's but i I, instead of i feel like dana white should be throwing people under the bus he should say like okay we're gonna Set up a scoring system, but it's for not UFC. up to him, though. It's not up to him. He can't. It's like, the it's the Nevada Athletic State com- or the Athletic Commission. That so he does can't. It. Say he like, can't do anything. Would we like to judge UFC fights like this? No. Oh, they have to do it. They have to gross. change it. Yeah. So uh, let's. I think let's just make this the last one. Um, shit, I want to do this mood swing one. Maybe. We'll, I'll skip this one and go right to the mood swing. So I was going to play Smog X-Con. Good song. Oh, nice. I posted it the other day. There's this line that says, uh, oh, fuck, I don't know how it goes. It's, it's something to the effect of like feeling like a part of the community when you're in you're by yourself, like in your room <laughs> working. But then when you're outside, you feel he, he uses the term, I feel like a robot by the river searching for a drink or something. But in, in other words, meaning like, you feel totally outcasted yeah. and different and weird when you're actually out in the community that you feel like you're a part of otherwise. Yeah. Which I think has a lot of correlations for artists, so I thought that was a, a good good thing to play. But we're going to skip this one for um, this. Uh, there's a show called Sweet 16, uh, which is uh, a hip-hop thing. It's from Pig Food Records. Let me see. Let me pull up uh, Mood Swing King, who was one of the very early guests on the podcast. Um 
did a song for them. Let's see if I could find this real quick. Yeah, he uh, he was episode number six. Wow. So deep in the cut, one of the very first episodes. So this is a song. I, I feel like it's a freestyle-ish, or he just wrote it for this like little video track mm-hmm. thing that they made here. So it's just a quick little minute and a half. I think there's some intro shit. Yeah, King Swinger and this motherfucker, Fan Royal, San Diego, uh, uh, I'm on that dope boy fresh shit, you don't even know it though, blessed with the speech so we speak like the poets flow, wreck the function, leave that motherfucker comatose, used to be a humble cat but nowadays he known to boast, fresh bucket, nigga looking silly, got my shit straight pimping but your attitude's shitty, working towards something, haters looking at me shifty, keep my mind focused, beer hugging, gripping on my grizzly, you drop something, pick your smile up off the ground nigga, I caught something, got your eyes up on an hour figures, lame cat, stay the fuck up on my lane though, do the map committee so you know I'm about my payroll, no shame, keep it moving, counting profits, cocaine, freezing these rapper faucets, flow great, niggas they spitting nonsense, they go in this bitch, we get it jumping like a mosh pit, huh? That was a quick little jammer. Yeah. That was little, nice. I, I think it is street style. It's uh, Mood Swing King. You could follow him on uh, on Twitter and the Facebooks at Mood Swing King. Uh, and if you want to listen to his episode, we, we talk about a lot of uh, interesting topics. The sound quality is not fantastic like it is now. <laughs> Thanks to producer Lex. But that's episode six, uh, Mood Swing King. Go check him out. And then if you want to watch that video on your own, there's a bunch of other people who have also two other podcasts guests were also in that video weren't rapping but they were in the the background you can check them out pig food records or search uh mood swing king sweet 16 episode 15 on uh youtube so that's uh this episode of the youtube tuesday we're gonna get ready to talk to mr cleon peterson which that episode will be up on thursday make sure you follow producer lex at producer lex on twitter and facebook you can follow me at mike maxwell art on all the bullshit and follow the podcast at Live Free Podcast. Anything else? No, nope, that should be. Oh, thanks to the people who are following my Facebook like page. Yeah, I got a couple big ups. people. So awesome, sweet. All right, guys, thanks. Later.